today for our podcast. We have Leora Hoffman, and she's going to tell us a little about a bit about her background, her story, uh, her inspiration become uh, with becoming a matchmaker, and um, some insights for any aspiring or current matchmakers out there, and maybe even a bonus love story. Uh, so, Leora, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. This is my favorite topic. I love speaking about my work. And as a true romantic, I am absolutely thrilled to be able to make a living getting people together and finding love for them. So the way that I got started in this business was that I had moved down from New York, which is where I grew up in the early 80s, and I practiced law for about five years had two children. I was married at the time, and I was on a break after I had given birth to my second child. And wondering what to do next, I was a bit disillusioned with the law at that time in my career, and I wanted to do something a little more interesting to me and a little more business-oriented. And so my older sister called me, and at that time, she was single in between her two marriages. She has since been happily remarried for over 20 years, but she was single for 10 years in between her two marriages and was lamenting and told me that she had consulted with a matchmaker in Manhattan. And I listened to her experience with that matchmaking business. And I thought there doesn't seem to be anyone doing this kind of work in Washington. Now, mind you, this was before the internet. And so you really only had large dating services or the pastor's wife who's doing this type of work volunteer and from home and not much in between. And so I said to her, you know, you just gave me a brainstorm for my next career. And she being a therapist said to me, oh, what kind of crisis are you having with your profession? And I said, never mind that. I really think there is a need for a matchmaking service in Washington. And, and with all the single people I know, I think this could really be a go. And so I went to a consultant who helped start up businesses, and he gave me a series of steps to target the market and do a significant amount of research to see what was viable and what would be well-received by people. And I spent almost a year doing that research and talking to singles of all ages the feedback was phenomenal. And so at the end of that year, I had assembled a pool of single people who would be what I called charter members. And the deal with them was that I will introduce you to people who I think would be a good match for you based on my skills. And you help me promote the business, just passing the word around, talking to everyone you know who's single and spreading the word. And that's how my company was born. Uh, I started in 1989, so it's incredible to think that it's 29 years later and I'm still doing this work. I did go back to the practice of law when the internet came in and my business really took a, a back seat to the new online services that were available. But now things have changed significantly. And now all these years later, I think people are a little disillusioned with the online solution a lot of people have been burned out or have had bad experiences and want that personal touch. And so I no longer practice law. I only devote myself to helping people meet. And my specialty is baby boomers, the 50 plus demographic, although I do have younger clients. I um, 
I have, as I've aged, my population has aged with me. And so I am delighted to help people find love in whatever stage they are in. And I think it's possible at any stage, quite frankly. Thank you for sharing that information and that story. Now, you actually touched upon something interesting. You shared kind of your your niche, your specialty with baby boomers. How important do you feel uh, is it that a matchmaker define a niche? I think it's very, very helpful because there are such a large range of services out there, and it's very hard for the consumer to really know who to trust. And I do think having a specialty that is consistent with the consumer's demographic really helps them join a uh, database or a population of like-minded people who are similarly situated. I believe the one of the factors that goes into making a successful match is that people are at similar stages in life and their needs are similar so that you know you wouldn't want to match somebody who was looking to start a family for example with someone who has raised children and wants to, you know, have a much different lifestyle. So it's very important that the customer feel that if they go to a matchmaker that they have enough of a population of people who are similarly situated so that they really could have a variety of options. Great. And I'm wondering in terms of running your business, have you found that there are particular online tools that have helped you really run your business and be successful? Uh, online tools help really, you know, my my business is based on the premise that there is really no substitute for the personal touch. And so I meet everyone myself and I vet everyone myself. But of course, the world is very different than when I started. And so I use online tools such as networking um, opportunities like LinkedIn, for example, like different business groups. Um, I'm tied into a lot of professional organizations through my background as an attorney, for example. So the online um, really resource is more of a lead generating resource. And what I have really been able to assemble is a team of people or associates or scouts, I call them, who send me referrals and really also deal on a personal level, who know networks and pockets of people who I'm not tied into and can really give me access to uh, circles of people where I would not otherwise have access. Gotcha. And you actually touched on my next question, which was all about uh, finding leads in the competitive landscape that is the dating industry. Have you found that there you rely predominantly on your on your uh, network that you've established in certain um, groups that bring in the most leads online? Or are there certain spaces like LinkedIn that you mentioned that you found have generated the most leads in your business? My, I think the most successful method for me has been my scouts generating leads. As I said, I use the Internet as a resource, and everyone does these days just to find people, to screen people, to vet people, for example. I Google everyone who comes to my network who doesn't come to me through a personal referral. So I have a little bit of objective background for them. And I have an associate who runs an investigative company who can help me do a much thorough, more thorough screening if necessary. 
But as I said, what makes me unique, I think, is that I've stayed personal and I've stayed fairly small. And I also network with other matchmakers. And so we all recognize that we only benefit when we can share some of our population across the board and do some cross-matching, so to speak. Wonderful. Do you have any book suggestions for uh, other um, matchmakers or dating professionals? Um, book suggestions in terms of how to get started in this business? Or business in general, whichever you feel resonates with you and you think would help another uh, business professional. Well, I'm not aware of any books that, that give offer the nuts and bolts of how to start a matchmaking company. I know there is an institute in New York that does train people that actually sprung up after I got started, about 10 years after I got started called the Matchmaking Institute, and they have a lot of resources that they direct people to. I, I'm very much uh, psychologically oriented, although I'm not a therapist. I do a lot of reading on relationships, and those those books have helped me a lot in terms of the skills of really understanding people and what their psychological needs are and and how to best try and find them their right partner. So... Um, I, I, I very much value the work of Dr. Harville Hendricks, for example, Finding the Love You Want. Um, I believe that he wrote a series of books, but his first one is Getting the Love You Want. Uh, I think that's very, very helpful. It has been to me in terms of understanding what people are drawn to and what that thing called chemistry is, because everyone uses that word as gospel almost today, but it's more, but breaking it down and understanding what it actually means is quite a complicated thing. And it's not just about how somebody looks or how they carry themselves. You know, some people who are very, very attractive looking people will not feel chemistry with one another because there's a lot more at play. And I've learned that for my work and the for the successes that I've had, have been because I've gone very deep into an, an understanding of people's background, histories, psychological and emotional needs, which I think is is something that you don't find very often anymore. And that's why I think my traditional methods are really time honored. And as we all know, the matchmaking profession is probably the second oldest profession. So Thank you very much. Just one more quick question before we get to the a little love story. Do you have any other uh, business professionals that you follow online like Twitter? Um, I I work closely with a professional um, named Erica Etten from alittlenudge.com. And um, she and I have a very successful collaboration together. She helps promote online services. So for people who are looking to go online, she helps improve their profiles, their photos, and she'll send people to me who are more looking for the personalized matchmaking. I really am ideally suited to somebody who wants to work one-on-one with a professional to really have me know them and know them well through a year's process where I'm looking for a partner for the client and not just a date. So those are two very different type of services, but there is a significant overlap. And so 
I think there's something for everyone in the industry. And I feel that, you know, what I offer really sells itself to the right kind of client. Thank you very much. All right. Now to um, the story. If you had one, our listeners are, like myself, romantics and always love to hear uh, uh, a nice love story. Did you have any successful, uh, interesting client love stories that you're able to share? Oh, I have so many. I've had over 75 marriages and hundreds of relationships over the years. But um, my very first match is the one that stands out because this was a sign from the universe to me that I should pursue this profession. And um, it was an experiment. Uh, my my instincts told me right from the beginning that these two would be perfect for each other. But I... And, and I'll use different names so that they're not identifiable. Let's call them David and Jenny. Uh, David was a 38-year-old attorney who had come to D.C. to work for a nonprofit and a very smart and ambitious attorney um, who was single, never married. And I met him by recruiting at a singles expo when I was first getting started in the business. So I met with him, and he told me his story, which had been a very, very compelling one. Uh, he had had a very difficult time emotionally because he was suffering from uh, really a um, drug addiction that he finally overcame. And he had really turned his life around and become a spokesperson for rehabilitative services, and somebody I was extremely impressed by after hearing his story. At the same time, I was introduced to a woman who had moved to this area from Florida when her ex-husband abandoned her when she was eight months pregnant for another woman. And the poor woman had the child on her own and moved up here because her mother lived in this area. Very beautiful girl, um, 33 at that time. And so her big problem was that um, as soon as she started putting herself out there and going to singles parties and really going out at her mother's urging, she would get inundated with offers because she was so pretty. And she really just was having a hard time sifting through people and feeling overwhelmed. Well, I got to know her and I learned that she had overcome some very difficult family issues herself. And um, had been saying that she wanted to meet somebody with some emotional depth. And so I introduced the two of them. And the next day I got a phone call and Jenny said to me, forget law, Leora, you have found your calling. I said, oh, I guess the date went well. She said, well, let's put it this way. We were up until one in the morning sitting on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial kissing until all hours of the night. So, yeah, I think we had a good date. And today, Jenny and David have been married for 27 years and have two children. He adopted her young son at the time. They had a second son together. And uh, they've been married, and their children are actually grown and gone from the house. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that story and all the wisdom earlier um, that you've accumulated over the years. Uh, before we wrap up, um, are there 
if our listeners wanted to learn more about you and your services, where can they find out more about you? They can go to my website, leorahoffman.com, and uh, fill out an online form requesting more information. I generally pick up the phone and I talk to people because, as I said, um, given the personal nature of this work, I don't think there's any substitute for conversation. And so it's a step in the right direction towards my actually meeting with the person face-to-face, getting a feel for them, getting a sense of them. And I think with everything that's evolved in terms of options out there in the marketplace, really there is ultimately no substitute for that personal touch, and that's why I've been effective. So I continue to you know, associate with as many people as I can, but I keep it small and therefore intimate, and I think that's why I've had such a good success rate.